0: Our text this evening will be taken from the the book of Luke, the 11th chapter, verses one through four. Luke 11, verses one through four. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased and one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into, into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you look at throughout the Bible, there's a, a lot of scripture and a lot of verses about prayer. Even the night and the prayer room, there are many needs. We're a church that believes that prayer works. Prayer is something that is very, very important for a Christian, and it is something that we need to take very serious and to apply that to our life. It was custom in those days for a rabbi to teach his disciples prayer. We also read here that John the Baptist had taught his disciples to pray. And now we see here that one of Jesus' disciples came to him and asked, if you will teach us, the disciples, to pray also. The Luke's version of the prayer or the Lord's prayer is shorter than what we read in Matthew, but they both teach us how to pray. The Lord's prayer is an example how to pray. You could say it is the ingredients. It teaches us how we should pray to the Lord. There's something called observational learning. This is a method of learning that consists of observing and modeling another, another individual behavior. As we read there in verse one, as Jesus was finishing up his prayer, like I had mentioned, one of the disciples came to him and asked to be taught to pray. Jesus was already praying. He was doing observational learning, but they were watching him pray, and they also wanted to know how to pray. Often observational learning takes place when we are in our childhood, but I think it's something even as we get older is important for us to watch others and also observe and to apply those same traits to our lives. You know, children, they learn to behave by observing their parents. My actions, your actions, our kids watch. If we want our kids to appreciate the gospel and to have a prayer life, it is important for mom and dad to also have a prayer life. Your kids need to know that maybe when things get rough or things get bad, that they know that their parents go and they pray and they give it to the Lord. But we need to be that example. First Timothy 4.12 Let no man... Despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. And it says in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith and in purity. We need to be an example in our whole life. Our life must be that example. When people see us, they must see that there is something different about us. Being an example means that we behave in a certain way that others that watch our life also want to behave that way. We want to behave a certain way to our children that they also want to behave that way. The reality is, we can be a good example, or we can be a bad example. But either way, our kids are watching our behavior. My dad, he he loved to fish. From a very young age, my dad took me fishing. Long before I ever had a a fishing pole, I would go with my dad, and I would just sit in the boat, and I would watch him do certain things, and I remember watching them time after time tie a hook. I remember when I started to fish, my dad never needed to teach me how to tie a hook. I had watched him so many times take that hook in his fingers, wrap that line through the the eye there, kind of reel it around the line, pull it through, pull it tight, I knew by watching him all those times how to tie a hook. The same thing when it came to putting a worm on a hook. I didn't have to be, my dad did not need to tell me how to put a worm on the hook. I had sat there and I had watched him over and over and over put that worm on a hook. So when I came to the point where I could do it for myself, I had already watched him enough times that I could do it. You know, spiritually, as parents, we want to be the same way. We want our kids to watch our lives and our prayer lives, our spiritual lives, that they already know what they need to do. It's something they are observing in our lives. Be in that living example. What does it mean when someone knows what they are doing. A lot of people in the world today claim that they, they know what they're doing or they claim they're, they're really good at something. Years ago, I, uh, I worked with a, a guy and a friend of mine and we decided to go on a skiing trip. He told me that he had, wasn't a great skier, but he had skied before. Right when we got to the mountain, I start realizing that maybe he wasn't really that good a skier. As we started to, to head up that chairlift, the first thing he, he did was fall as he was getting off that chairlift. At that point, I knew that we were in trouble. He had literally, from that point on, I don't know if he ever went more than 10 feet before he fell. I think it must have taken him about an hour to get down the mountain. By the time he got down the mountain, he was exhausted. He was tired. He was wet because he'd fell so many times. From the rest of that, from that point on, he decided he was just going to be done for the day. He went and he spent the rest of the day in the lodge. But he, he thought he knew what he was doing. You know, when when somebody truly knows what they are doing, they do it in a way that is naturally. They can do it without thinking. We want our prayer life, our spiritual lives to become just like that. Something that is just naturally for us. I believe that the Lord can help us do that. Through a good prayer life, through a, a you know studying the word of God, coming to church, it can become something that is natural. We don't want to just make it something we do because we do it, but it's something the Lord can help us to do it, that those around us can tell that we are different. You know, the more times we spend doing something, our skills improve at it. Often they, they call that muscle memory. That is why it's so important for us to do it over and over because we will become better and better at what we do. I'm always looking up sometimes facts and I I came across this one. It says, how many shots a day do I need to take to play college basketball? I sometimes wonder who comes up with this stuff or how they research this stuff, but they had an answer. The answer was that if you uh, play for 2.8 hours of play per day and you take up to 333 shots per day, you might be a candidate to play college basketball. The point of that, those numbers there, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of time. Just spiritually, for us to be where the the Lord wants us to be, it's gonna be at times hard work. Sometimes it's gonna be taking, it's gonna be a sacrifice. It may not always be convenient, but the Lord will help us, and through that, and through that hard work, we can be where the Lord wants us to be, and we can be that example that God has called us to be. As we look at the the Lord's prayer itself it begins by calling God Father. We read in Romans 8:15 For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father. When we get saved, we become a child of God, and we become part of his family. Matthew 7 I like this example here. It talks about the the sinful parents or the parents that aren't maybe spiritual but even sinful parents know how to give good gifts to their children. It mentions that if a, a child asked for a, a loaf of bread, would that parent give them a stone or a rock instead? It says that if a, a child asks for a, a fish or a piece of meat, would, a, would that parent give them a snake? The point of this is that if unsaved parents or sinful parents know how to take care of their children's needs, think about our Heavenly Father, how He wants to take care of our needs. It also mentions there, kingdom come. You know, we, we want to make sure that when we pray that we are anticipating the coming of the Lord. We want to live a life that shows others that we are waiting for the coming of the Lord. We want to make sure that our lamps are trim and burning daily and anticipating and praying for Jesus to come. It also mentions here asking the Lord to take care of our daily needs. You know, often I I fall into this category. You know, I I think sometimes I I might plan for the future too much. You know, we we don't want to be careless. We want to be smart. We want to save. But I also think we need to learn sometimes to just trust in the Lord day by day. And trusting that the Lord will supply our needs. We are very important to God and he wants to supply our needs. That's why it is so important for us to learn to die daily, but also to live day by day, trusting that God will take care of our needs. I also like this. It says forgiving others. One thing I've learned over time, when we forgive others, that's really for us. If we don't forgive others, then we're allowing them to have the power. We can be set free when we allow ourselves to forgive others. That blessing is for us. It says here, not letting us yield into temptation. You could also say, not giving into sin. That means when we're a Christian, we are going to be tempted that is why it's so important to stay close to christ you know the further we get away from christ that is when we fall into temptation the closer we stay to christ he will help us he will lead us to go day by day and help us not to fall into temptation after he was done here um Preaching about, or telling the, the story, or preaching on prayer, then he goes into a parable called the persistent neighbor. In closing tonight, I want to read Matthew uh, five six. It said, "Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled." Sometimes I ask my, I wonder, are we really hungry? My kids will, will come home at times and, and they'll say, I'm super hungry and I want something to eat. Our cupboards are always full, the refrigerator is always full. And I'll even offer, I say, well, I can make you this, or you can have this. And they go, it just doesn't sound that good. And I start to question, are they really that hungry? If truly, if they were that hungry, they would want to eat what I offered them. I realize that a few times on going hiking, and after you, you know, often on a hike, you'll hike to a certain point, and at the halfway point, often I will will kind of stop, take our backpacks off, maybe get have a drink of water. We we'll also at that point, maybe I always cut an apple up. I'll have some snacks. And I can tell you that food at that point tastes better than ever. Generally speaking, I don't really enjoy eating an apple. But I know when I eat an apple on a hike, for some reason that apple tastes really good. Why? Because I'm hungry. We want to make sure spiritually we are hungry. We know the Lord will fill us if we are truly hungry. But we also need to make sure that we, that we have a way that we ask others for help. There are times spiritually we need to ask others to help us, not just help us, but also to pray for us. One day, uh, years ago when we were, when I was younger with my dad, I'm going to use one more example of a, a fishing story, but we were in a lake and there was just a few boats and we had fished all day and, or most of the day and we just weren't catching anything. We tried many different things and just couldn't catch anything. And there was one boat there that for some reason, that boat was just catching fish all the time. And we couldn't figure out why we couldn't catch anything. So finally, my, my dad asked that boat that was coming by. He asked him, what are you using to catch that fish? I remember the guy telling us that we were, he was using a, a silver flatfish. Luckily, we had a couple silver flatfish in our tackle box. We put those on. And instantly, we went from catching no fish to having no problem catching fish. Why? Because we were using the wrong thing, but we asked for help. Just like that spiritually, there are times that we need to ask the Lord for help, but we also need to ask our friends for help. We also need to ask our peers for help. We need to ask those that are spiritually sound to pray for us. Prayer moves things. When a church comes together and pray, things happen. We often speak of the, the books of in the book of Acts and the day of Pentecost. They were all in one accord. They were in one place praying in one accord. When people come together and they pray, the Lord comes down and the Lord will bless. May God bless you as we go to prayer. Song is six thirty and the altars are open.